There's okay. only two men in the whole entire world that I'd kiss on the lips, and it's Harry Styles and Ryan Reynolds. Oh, oh fair not. enough. I love that. Sleep Just kiss on the lips. <laughs> like, that dick ain't coming yeah. near me. Fuck off. <laughs> I love how you're like, uh, uh, no. Yeah, I'm like, you <laughs> Yeah, you went way overboard there. She just said kiss on the lips. She didn't say tongue or anything. No. Just like a. Mm-hmm. What yeah. is your female celebrity crush? All of them. <laughs> <laughs> Every woman that's ever existed. Uh, you only get one whole past. You can't have like 705. Welcome to Keep Your Do Not Podcast. My name is Judith and I'm here with my two lovely friends and girlfriend. Actually, one of them is not my friend. My girlfriend, Zana and Jess. Wow. Thank you so much for having us today, Judith. That's okay. Yeah. Welcome to my podcast. <laughs> Judith now runs the podcast, by the way, guys. We're now just co-hosts. She's just bought us out. So love it. That's a joke. I love it. <laughs> but it's all a joke. it gives you a little insight of like who our guest speaker is. Today. Yeah. My GF, my gal pal. Hello. My lady friend. <laughs> my friend. <laughs> a little bit more than lady friend. Yeah. Well, we thought instead of doing a spill the tea this week, we're going to do some rapid fire questions, but we're going to answer some f- like five funny questions. Ooh. Judith and Jess don't know what these yeah, questions are. Yeah, we haven't seen these questions I'm yet. I'm kind of nervous. Yeah. Nervous All right. First one is, if you could wear any outfit for the rest of your life, what would it be? Go first, Judith. Uh, jumpers and a trackie, uh, jumper and trackies. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm wearing right now. Mine would be like a bodysuit with like jeans because that always looks okay. good. I love a good bodysuit. Do you want to just look good forever? Is that what you want? You want yeah. to die in something that 100%. you look good in? Yeah. yeah. Yours is comfy. I want to be comfy. Yeah, we went opposite there. You're like yeah. comfy and I'm like, fucking look at that. <laughs> yeah, I want to wear a badass hot pink suit with hot pink pumps Ooh. and a white, cute, lacy bra underneath. Yeah, wow, mm. you thought about this. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> you wrote the question, so you had time to think about this. She did. I did, I did. I'm sorry about oh, that. Oh, I need to buy some more bodysuits. I feel like that's um, me I'm not going to die anytime soon. <laughs> oh, who knows, mate? I could get hit by a boss tomorrow. I should wear a bodysuit at all times. Mm, true, mm. true. I'll go shopping. All right, next question. If you could be any, any animal, what would it be? Oh. Oh gosh! I guess a dog because everyone fucking loves dogs. Dog as well, okay. You just get all the attention all the time. You get fed treats. That's really boring. You'll be loved constantly. Yeah, and patted. I love boring. being touched. Mm. Treats and just get pats and cuddles and then just go to sleep. Mm. You know how much I love being touched. I mean, this is true. Mm-hmm. Mm. What about you? Now I'm questioning my answer, and I don't even have an answer. I'm just what, gonna. What was your original? I know original answer was gonna be like a penguin or like something that <laughs> swims because that'd be so fun if you could just nah, swim. Penguins so are literally lonely. they shit and then they they like walk in their own shit. <laughs> And I know that for a fact. So do dogs, bro. They don't walk in it. I mean, yes, sometimes they, eat they it. do. <laughs> yes, they eat it. Funny side story. I went to the zoo when I was younger, and some guy was trying to chat at my mom because my mom's a lot younger, right? And we he took us behind the scenes to the penguin bit and got the penguin out so I could play with the penguin while my mom was getting chatted up by this dude. Mm. And I remember I was repulsed by the penguin because it shat and then it just like walked all in it. And I was like, fucking revolt. All right, I'm gonna be a whale then. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Alrighty. <laughs> then it can go Pow! and like spill water at everyone and it'll be so fun. Like jump in the air and do a little woo woo Or yeah. it could be a silly salmon. I'll be a silly salmon. <laughs> wow. This is escalating. <laughs> righto, righto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you go. That's my three answers. All right. If you could have 17 centimeter earlobes or a 17 centimeter nose, what would you prefer? Earlobes. Earlobes. Probably earlobes. Yeah, because you get them you chopped them up. You roll them up and then. Yeah. You could like wrap them in ribbons, do fun things with them. Probably wrap them around your head like a ha- like a headband. Even? I, I would get a bobby pin and like probably put it to the back so that no one could see them. Mm. 
You'd probably tie it in a, a hair tie in the back of your head. Yeah. The nose, good. that would just get in all your food and your coffee mm. and everything. All your beers. Yeah, would. All right. <laughs> if you did you find me? I made them out of my head. What? <laughs> this came out of your head? I just thought of that just before. <laughs> Are you learning something about your girlfriend right now? I think so, yes. Well, that's just psycho. <laughs> we already knew. <laughs> okay, next one. <laughs> if you get a mold of any part of your body, what would it be? Get a mould of it. Mm. Oh, I love to do my titties. I think they're great. Mm. Mm. Pretty standard. Yeah, I'd do that too. Definitely don't want my vagina. I think that's fucking weird. Mm. There are vagina moulds at I know. Mona. I went to yeah. the museum at Mona and mm. I saw the clit wall. It was impressive. I like that. Yeah, there's I, a lot of clits on there. I don't know if I want uh, yeah, mine to do that though. No. Mm. Yeah, Mine would be my butt, I think. Your butt? I'd like a butt mould. That'd be fun. Oh, nice. Mm. Yeah. I think my titties because then I can look back and be like, oh, it's a good they're, asset. They're real saggy now. <laughs> like, but they used to look like that. Mm, all right, last question. If money wasn't an object, what would you do tomorrow? Jesus. Mm. Definitely not go to work. No, sure. no, I'd be calling in sick for sure. <laughs> yeah, calling in sick. If you had one day to spend as much money as you wanted to do, what would you do? I would love to get a boat and go out to like Morton Bay Island or something. I haven't mm-hmm. been there yet. And I would just love to just have a sick ass yacht and just be on there with all my friends and just popping popping some champs and just mm. lying on the boat and just eating some nibbles. Oh, mm. that would be the best day. That'd be great, actually. Yeah. yeah. The sick boat. Mm. I'd probably just buy everything in one day because if I could just have the money for the one day, then my life could go back to normal the next day, but I'd have all this fun thing. So I'd go just buy a house, a boat, like a shopping center. I'd go buy everything. It's not in a more one enjoyable day. day, though. No, but then for the rest of your life, you get all the things that you just bought that day. Mm. Strategic. Hmm. Do you only get the money for one day? Yeah. Oh. And what would you do? I'd get everything as well. I'd get a jet so that I can just fly anywhere. Oh, like, that's a good one. A jet Ooh. with a private chef and a private masseuse. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Love well, it. like the rapid fire question. Yeah, that were great. Fun. Yeah. So. Before we get into it, Judith, no one knows anything about you. Oh. So who are you? How uh, old are you? <laughs> what do you do? Everything. And uh, why are you here? Uh, <laughs> yeah. My name's Judith. I how old am I? I'm 26. Mm. And I am I am here because I'm Zana's girlfriend and I'm here to talk about things that we're talking about today, sexuality and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And I Recently, I've just started photography, so I do that as like a hobby for now, kinda. And then eventually, I'll start like my own photography business. Um, and you do have your own photography business. Give I yourself mean, some more credit. Take like legally, I don't legally. We don't pay oh. tax, but <laughs> oh, legally not legally. I don't. I'm just doing it for fun mm. now for legal reasons. No, for legal reasons only. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I did not get paid for it. <laughs> they pay me in food <laughs> treats. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and yeah, I just recently took six months off work to have a little break and work on, you know, my mental health a little bit. And now I'm just recently started back at another job where I'm just grooming dogs and stuff like that. And yeah, it's pretty much nice. Love it. Love it. I mm. actually would love the listeners to know, um, a little bit about your first date and how that Judas had listened to the podcast already. <laughs> oh yes. And you had listened to a particular episode. And what did. did we talk about in that episode before um, meeting Zana? So, well, before I met Zana, I, so we met on Hinge and I searched her name into Instagram. Apparently easy to find. Because, I mean, there's not that many Zanas. Extremely easy to find. (laughs) And, of course, in your um, bio you had your podcast. (laughs) So I searched it up and I just clicked on a random one and listened to it and it was the story of you um, 
almost shitting your pants on the way to home. <laughs> so that was quite nice. And, you know, I mean, I also like, I was like, oh, well, she's honest. That's quite nice. And then still met her. And then she had lots of more fun stories to tell me on the first date. And yes, obviously still went on the date and obviously here right now. So yeah. So there's obviously a lot of things that I didn't tell Judith before our first date because it was a time when we were ha- I was having my divorce party. So I told her yes. that we'd organized a pub crawl and it wasn't like, I didn't Did tell, tell her. Did you tell her it was a divorse party no. or just a pub crawl? No, no. I just told her oh, it was really? a pub crawl. I didn't know that she was divorced or anything. But also she then day. stalked me. So she knew all of this when we actually met. And I was yeah. like, well, now the fun story's over because I can't tell you that it was a divorce party because you already fucking know it was. Whoops. <laughs> I mean, that is quite heavy on Hinge to be like, exactly. Hey, yeah. like first time dating girl which we'll talk about. And then also I'm having a divorce party, massive pub crawl in Brisbane CBD. Like, Mm, yeah, yeah, they're too big. Yeah, but she knew all of that and that I shat myself on the side of the road and she still came. And like on the first date I was like, I know all the answers to these things, but like I want you to tell me again. So I like still, like I was like just, I wasn't pretending that I didn't know, but I was like, no, but you, yeah. you also said that on the date. Yeah. You were just like, so yeah, I like, I've followed you and I stalked everything. So like, I know everything about you, but like, I'm still going to ask you anyway. And I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's like I was cheating on a test and I just knew all the answers. Mm. But, yeah. but like hands down, if I was going on a hinge date, which I mean, I haven't been for a very long time, but if I go on a hinge date, I'm, and I was able to stalk somebody and like listen to their podcast. Mm, 100%. I would, would 100% do that. 100%. I would too. Mm-hmm. I, I would too. Like Zana. Obviously she name. still realized that I was really cool and she really still wanted to date me. So happy days. Happy days. <laughs> yeah. Here we are now. And that was a big deal. It was. And I did not expect uh, this to happen and Judith to be sitting here with us right now. I certainly no. would have predicted that on our first date. Mm, or even just like even going on a first date with a girl of Hinge, I definitely would not have expect, expected this to be my life right no. now. And that took a lot for you to one, get on Hinge and even talk mm. to women, yeah, which we're going to talk about in the episode, but it was like a really big deal. Like you were, I mean, I was going to say shitting your panties before you I went was. on a date, but I mean, you already shat that week. because <laughs> It's just like, apparently I shit all the time. Like constant. you shit on road trips, you shit your just panties constant. on dates. Really, I need to wear a pad most of the time, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is so funny. So much shit story. There is so many, so many shit stories, mm. but yeah. So this episode is. Our last episode of our mental health series. Yes. And we're diving deep into sexuality. And so I'm on the table and I am straight and I've only ever dated men. And that's all I'm kind of interested at the moment. But like we we were talking about a story about like when Zana had told me that she wanted to date women. And to me, it was like not even a big deal. Like I don't even think I, I didn't react. I didn't even act different. I was just like, oh yeah, cool. But inside her mind like it was a very different story Mm. and all her internal feelings and even just coming out to a friend and saying that basic sentence like I feel like I want to date women was petrifying for her and I don't understand it because I'm such an open person and I'm just like you do you boo Mm. but like I want you guys in this episode to kind of talk about all those internal feelings and those realizations about you know going through something that is so deep about sexuality and yeah, and the mental health that comes with it. Mm. So do you want to start with your coming out story, Judith? And then I'll do mine after. Mm, can you start with yours? Oh, why? <laughs> Go. Mm, okay, well, I feel like I knew for quite a few years before I came out that I was attracted to women um, and it took me like a very, very long time to kind of accept that. Um, so I, yeah, it didn't come out for maybe like five years. Um, yeah, 
while knowing that I actually liked women. I was in a relationship with a man for seven years um, and I spoke to him about it and he was amazing about it. He was very understanding um, and for obvious reasons we split up because of that. <laughs> um, Quite a significant moment, yeah. Yep, yep. Um, but, yeah, so I only came out um, just over a year ago, so I've only just, yeah, kind of recently came out and I, yeah, started off by – coming out to my close friends first and they were all very, very supportive. And I came out to um, my family second after, um, yeah, telling my friends and everything. And I am very lucky because I had a very smooth coming out. Um, Everyone was very accepting. Everyone, yeah, I haven't had really much negativity around coming out, um, which I find myself very lucky. Um, to have yeah experienced it like that um but yeah I yeah Mm. so like I guess why I know you're obviously in a relationship with a guy and I know all of these answers Mm -hmm. to this to these questions but we're gonna go through it just because obviously everyone else wants to know um you're obviously in a relationship with a man for such a long time you knew you were attracted to women much before that you now identify yourself as strictly lesbian you Mm -hmm. don't identify yourself as bisexual as I do Mm -hmm. when I guess like how did you feel being in a relationship with a man and feeling these feelings and like how did you kind of navigate that part of your life when you were like trying to figure it out you didn't really know what was going on like you you how did you kind of navigate that whole time of your life how did it affect your mental health uh it was a very very difficult time in my life because I found that like whenever I you know thought about the fact that, you know, maybe I was attracted to women, I kinda pushed it down and I pushed it down for probably all those years. Um, so it really did take quite a toll on my mental health for a lot of that time. Um, so when I knew, okay, I'm definitely attracted to women. Uh, like even when I didn't like necessarily like accept it, I surrounded myself with like people that were gay or lesbian or anything like that mm-hmm. in school. I had a lot of gay friends and yeah. I kind of surrounded myself with those people. And I knew that I like inside that I was like them, yeah. yet I wasn't quite sure how to like accept it for myself. Mm-hmm. So I had a lot of like internalized, like hate towards myself, but so much love for, you know, the people around me that were like going through the same thing. Yeah. So I never really understood how to like, you know, come out myself, but it was like so, so accepting for like everyone around me. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Mm. Cause you haven't had that as well. You haven't really had many friends that were gay. Have you? Um, I would say like I had maybe a few growing up, but like no one that I really like fully surrounded myself with. I think like growing up where I grew up on the North shore of Sydney, like it's not, I guess it's not as much of a thing. I remember at school, there was one girl, she dated a guy in school um, and she came out that she was dating a girl and she dated yeah. a girl for like four years. And I remember it was so scandalous. It was so scandalous. Like, Oh my God, like she's dating a girl. Her parents were very much not accepting of it and would just say, Oh, like she's just going through a phase. Like this is just a phase. And they just mm-hmm. thought this whole time of her relationship, which she was in a relationship with a girl for a very long time. Yeah. It was just a phase. And so I kind of like, I guess little comments like that do stick with you through your life. Kind of like, well, like how am I supposed to come out with all these people that are so judgmental? Like North Shore of Sydney is very judgmental. Mm-hmm. But also I was in a relationship with a guy for a very long time as well. And like there's, I didn't find or see any point of coming out as anything when I was in a relationship with a guy because it's yeah. like what's the point in like, you know, derailing anything or telling people certain things when I'm not going to do anything about it anyway. So yeah. Yeah. I think like I never really had that point where I was like, oh, I want to come out or like this is definitely how I am, like how I 
feel or who I'm attracted to and kind of until I guess like I was out of that relationship. And then yeah. that's when I realized or like started to explore it. But yeah, I think there was just like, there wasn't really anyone around that was definitely not apart from this one girl, definitely not anyone that was in lesbian relationships, a lot of gay men and people that surrounded with surrounded around. And then my mum, her like best friend when she was younger was gay as well. So I always knew that my mum had a gay best friend and he died of AIDS. And I always knew that that was something that was like really important to her and special to her and her relationship with him. So I knew that like my parents had been surrounded by gay people and then yeah, there were gay people around, but I guess it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't as like easy maybe as a, of a transition, like being around those kinds of people in the North Shore. Yeah. Yeah. So I know we've done our, we've done an episode called 50 Shades of Shame and that's where Zana kind of opened up and she had written this really beautiful letter as well because Zana loves writing and she, it was like the most beautiful letter. And I remember you got emotional, you were mm. tearing, you were like blotching all over your chest, you were so red um, just to read this letter. And then it was just so well written because you were talking about like, you know, finally coming out and like being a butterfly and you're finally able to like just grow and, and get on this world. And like your parents were so supportive and you knew deep down they were so supportive, but yet you still had this internalized fear. Mm-hmm. Like where, where do you reckon this fear comes from? Because we look at statistics and people that are going through this, like statistically have like depression and they're going through all these mental health issues. Like why do you, why do you think you guys felt that? Oh God. How, Is it shame? why I felt, yeah, definitely fear and shame. I think like it started, I would have started like what? When the world started, when people started existing, <laughs> being gay was something that was frowned upon, something that was shamed upon, something that was not in the Bible, something that was like you, that was like a sin. So yeah. I think that's where it started from. It was sinful. It was the wrong thing to do. People had opinions on it. It was like the one thing that people had a lot of opinions on mm-hmm. that wasn't like, that wasn't illegal. Like obviously it's now not illegal, but sorry, it was back then illegal, but yeah. like- other things in the Bible that you don't do are illegal. Don't mm-hmm. kill people. Don't do these things. They're illegal things to do. Whereas like, I think being gay was like grouped upon those things that were so shameful that like you could have been killed for it back in the day. Yeah. Or you were killed for it back in the day. I think it's just like transpired through history that that's just something to be shameful f- like of. Yeah. And it's not the normal. Everyone says like, you know, heterosexual relationships are normal. Like yeah. if you're not in that, you're not normal. Yeah. Having like a mummy and a daddy and having yeah. kitties and having a house. And, and you don't want to be not normal because you know that being not normal is what's going to get you targeted. You're going to get bullied. You're yeah. going to get targeted by people in society. Like people are going to look at you differently. Like it's just a natural process. And I know like, and I don't blame people who look at gay people or like queer people or people in that community differently because it's not what they're used to. And I don't blame them for that because society has just crafted that in their heads. Yeah. Society has made people think that people that aren't in this bracket of normal, this box of whatever we think is normal, like if they're not in that box then they're abnormal and yeah. it's society has created that. So I think like that's the main thing is society has created that, but we're starting to change that, mm-hmm. which is good. But yeah, I think that it's just, you worry that people aren't going to accept you is the main thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And everyone wants to be accepted. And yeah. And you yeah. hear stories of people who come out as gay and their entire family disowns them. Yeah. Their entire friends disown them. Mm-hmm. And you don't want that to be part of your life. But at the same time, like, obviously if you're coming out, those people disown you. Like you, you're, you want to be your true self and those people don't deserve to be in your life anyway. But you don't yeah. really realize that at the time because you're so scared of losing everything. You're coming out as gay. Someone, you're coming out as something completely different than what everyone thinks you are. Mm-hmm. And you might lose everything that you know. Yeah. Which is scary. Mm. There's a lot of like fear in the back of your mind, mm. the whole, like, yeah, for the whole process. Yeah, exactly what you just said. Yeah. It's just like a whole so big thing of overthinking as well. Like, 100%. Because, so. like, when I came out to my parents, I had in my head that they would 
you know, hate me for it or like not want to be part of my family anymore. And I like, I came out to my family over message because I was way too scared to do it in person. Um, and yeah, my message included, like, if you don't love me anymore, like I like, or like I, yeah, just please, I don't want any negativity. If you don't love me anymore, like just like drop it. Like I don't, I didn't want, like, I was so, so scared of them to say, you know, you think something like, yeah, negative that I just said, like, if you aren't accepting of this, then to just like leave and like drop it. Cause I just wow. was so, so nervous that they would like, you know, have a, a negative reaction to it. Wow. Yeah. And like mm. my parents were like accepting and, you know, like my dad said, like he called me afterwards and I, uh, rejected many of his phone calls. Cause I, you know, I was so scared. I was like, and yeah, he sent me a message saying, I'm not mad. Call me with like a heart. And I was like, Oh shit. Like what? Like, this is so weird. And, you know, he called me and he was like, um, like I, I accept this and, you know, I, and he even said, I've always known. And I'm like, well, could you have told me? Cause I didn't know. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I've always known. And like, you know, this is perfectly okay. And then, you know, he was asking me questions like, are you dating women right now? And like, he was really excited about it and stuff like that. And, you know, so every single thing I had in my head that I thought was going to happen, like, you know, being disowned and stuff like that Mm -hmm. didn't happen. But like, yeah, it's just like, there's always like, there's this thing like deep Mm. down that like is, yeah, super scary. That baffles me just because I just, I didn't even, like, I didn't react any different when Zana told me. Just very casually, like I feel like yeah. I want to, you know, and that would have been so hard for you to say that sentence. I think I had, I f- didn't find it as hard to tell my friends. I think I, yeah. s- before I even knew you, I had told friends before knowing you. I know that like as soon as I broke up with my ex, like I had mentioned it and it, it actually was one of the first things that popped into my mind and me and Judith have talked about this, like that as soon as I broke up with my ex, pretty much immediately the immediate thought I had afterwards wow, I can actually date women now. That was the exact thing with me Like, as well. hallelujah. Yeah. Because I'd been thinking about it for so long. It was the one thing I'd always thought if I broke up with my ex, that was the one thing that I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And it was something that was always in my head. And I knew that I had always wanted to try and experiment. And I have a feeling that my ex knew too, because there were comments that he would make that kind of insinuated. He's like, oh, if she gets with women, like that's fine. Like it's not cheating. Like he didn't really care but I was like it is in my head I was like it is cheating because I actually want to do it you know what I mean like mm-hmm. it's different when you just like hook up with your friends or whatever you're doing like silly things like that but I actually like genuinely wanted to get with women so it was interesting that he thought that that wasn't cheating and I was like mm-hmm. thank mm-hmm. my yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah I think like telling my friends was easy I can't remember actually the first friend that I told I actually can't remember now who it would have been I think it would have been maybe Jody that I told first yeah um and I was kind of like, oh, like, I think I want to do this. And she, like, she was super supportive. She's like, why not? Like, just do it. You can do whatever you want now. But it took me, what, almost two years to actually get the courage of being single to then make that step of doing it. Well, yeah, you got to learn to be single first. That yeah. was a big, a big shocker as mm. well. Seven years And I think, like, I obviously wanted to be single and, like, sleep around and do fun things because it was, like, I had never done that. I was, like, 19 when I met my ex and I had never yeah. like explored myself as an adult. So I wanted to get out there. I wanted to have fun. I wanted to like not necessarily date, just have fun and explore myself. Um, and I, what I knew was men. So obviously I was going to do that because I'm going to go into a situation with men and I know what I'm doing. I know what I've done for seven years. Like it's easy. Yeah. Whereas the, pre- the transition to like being with a woman 
I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Yeah. I didn't want them to know that I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Yeah. So like, when was I going to take that step? Like it was, it never happened naturally out in an environment. And if it would have, I probably would have freaked the fuck out anyway. And be like, nah, I can't do this. I gotta go. (laughs) So I don't know. Like I never, yeah, I never explored that until I was like, I think I was just like ready. I was like, yeah, okay. Now I was having no success like dating at all. And I was like, I'm sorry for this. And even when I met Judith, like Judith knows this too. And we, me and Jess like had this at the same time that we both we're about to write off dating, like completely write off dating. Oh, done. I was like, done skis. Fuck this shit. And I was like, m- like I would have been one day away from deleting Hinge. And I'd met a message Judith. I remember seeing her profile and being like, oh my God, like this girl's stunning. Like she looks so cool. She's got pink hair. I was like, look out, like she's amazing. And so I messaged her and she didn't reply. I remember, <laughs> I remember you being like, she hasn't even replied to me. And I was like, fuck, online dating, even for women. Yeah. It's like hard yakka. And I was like, I think I'm going to call us quits. And I then, so <laughs> and then she messaged and like two days later being like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I was camping where I was camping, didn't have any reception. And literally as soon as I got that message, my, my stomach dropped. And I was like, oh my God, she actually replied. <laughs> and she actually likes camping. Yeah. And I was like, this is amazing. And then, yeah, the next minute we were going on a date. So it obviously worked out well. But yeah, I was so ready to call off dating. But yeah, because you're already so fucking frightened already. Mm. And it was the first date I'd ever gone on with a girl at all. Like I hadn't done any dating with girls. So I kind of escalated, didn't it? Mm. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, our first date was like six hours or something. Yeah. And our second and date was second date long. was a very long date too. very long date <laughs> it was i was yeah. like are you ever coming home <laughs> no Where call, is i'm she ordering gone? a u-haul everybody <laughs> where is she <laughs> yeah so yeah crazy journey mm. crazy journey yeah and what about you judith so once you came out to your family obviously i feel like even for both of you like we'll talk about your family soon mm. Donna, but like i feel like the weight just would have been like <sighs> Mm, straight away as well like as soon as I feel like I think I cried for like 12 hours straight after it like it was crazy because I had so much like you know like pent up emotion Mm. before coming out and I like you know after my breakup is when I you know started accepting like like Zana said before and I was the same as soon as I um went through that breakup Mm -hmm. um with a man the first thought was, oh my God, I can date women. Like I can be myself now. Mm-hmm. I really changed myself to suit my ex, which was like not great. Um, but you know, I didn't do the things I wanted to do and, you know, I didn't look the way I wanted to look. So as soon as I went through that, I started exploring myself a lot more. Mm-hmm. And once I kind of accepted who I was, like my sexuality, I, you know, had a lot more fun with, you know, how I looked and how I dressed and I shaved my head and I did all this like dramatic stuff. And I like felt so confident to be able to do that once I like, you know, I was out and like everyone knew and I could just do like, you know, whatever I wanted to do. And yeah. So embrace you. Yeah. As soon as I, Mm. as soon as I came out and as soon as like the people close to me um, knew, like I didn't come out on social media or anything because I didn't really find the like feel the need to. Mm-hmm. I just came out to the people that like were close with me, and yeah, as soon as everyone knew, I just like you know was instantly relieved and just did whatever I wanted to do, and I felt comfortable doing whatever I wanted to do, and like yeah, it was just yeah amazing. I want to go into because I actually don't know this because I've never even asked Anna mm-hmm. um, a bit about like your first date with a woman because obviously mm. Zana wasn't your first date. Yeah. It was Zana's first date. Yeah. <laughs> so how was your first date? Did you go online dating? Was it somebody that you knew? So I did online dating. So after I broke up, like after I went through the breakup, mm-hmm. I was very in my head about I know I'm attracted to women. I need to go on a date with a woman to kind of like – prove to myself kind of, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So I went on dating apps like 
quite quickly after going through my breakup. And, you know, I made it very clear that I was not looking for anything serious because I've just come out of a breakup and I just want to, you know, be on dates with some girls and like kiss some girls and stuff. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I went um, online and I went on a date um, with a really nice girl and we actually went on a couple of dates. Um, But yeah, I think because I was very fresh out of a relationship and I also had never gone on dates before. It kind of felt like we were just friends. Like it's really, I find, like I found it really difficult. I went on a date with a few girls and I found it difficult to, you know, not feel like we're just friends, like hanging out. Yeah, because how do you transition from being friends with a woman to then sticking your tongue in their mouth? Yeah. Mm. And, you know, do another biz. Yeah. So I think, I mean, I also feel like, you know, maybe we felt like that because there wasn't that connection there or something Mm -hmm. like that. Um, But yeah, it's, I feel like it's a little bit hard for women to date women Mm. because like, it's like, how do I know if she just wants to be my friend or how do I know if she wants to be more than friends? That's actually very true. Cause I Mm. guess if I go on a date with a guy and I don't have the vibes, then we're not going to be friends Mm. because we went on a date together. Mm. It's, it's like, it's like, it's unnatural for a woman really to be, even if you like the guy as a friend, mm. they're kind of like, nah, I don't yeah. want to be, I don't want to be your friend because mm. we were supposed to go on a date and now you don't like me. So nah. Yeah. Mm. And like, there's no sex involved, but yeah. women are friends with women. And men as yeah. well. Men sleep yeah. with a lot of men and then stay, they all stay yeah. friends. They and do. I feel like, yeah, I like, I'm still friendly with the girls that I went on dates with. And yeah. I feel like it's actually like a thing that, yeah, like, you know, lesbians are, everyone, every lesbian knows every lesbian and like you all, mm-hmm. like everyone is everyone's ex and everything like that. Like yeah, it's just, the pool is that. small. You I think it's just that. the pool yeah. is small. Cause yeah. you hear that definitely with gay men. They always yes. sleep with everyone. Like you go mm-hmm. down the shop, they're like, Oh, I've slept with him. I slept with him. I slept with him. That's my ex. Like, mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Like, and it's just so funny when you're like, wow, the community, like everyone's banging everyone. Mm-hmm. I think the same. Yeah. I think you get to this point maybe and I always envied that point when I saw like gay people or lesbians or whoever it was I always envied that point that they'd gotten to that they were so free to be who they wanted to be and free to have sex whoever the fuck they wanted to have sex with and do whatever they wanted to do yeah that I think like when you go through all these emotions you feel all the shame you feel all this fear and you finally free of that I don't think people give a shit. Like they don't care if people are sleeping with everyone and they don't care if you date someone's ex. They're just like, they're like, they just don't care. They just want like people to find love and have fun and enjoy life. And I think that's maybe different. Mm. And also mm. like, I feel like horny. Yeah. And maybe they're, I don't know. I'm just, I don't know if this is a real thing, but I feel like with like male, female relationships, like if you have, like if you have a relationship with someone, there's a lot of, I feel like there's a lot of maybe emotional connection there on like a female side, but then the male, like there's always like kind of a mismatch of a male and a female that the male is kind of distant and like doesn't really want to be part of it because he doesn't want to make the girl feel like he's still into her. So then there's an awkward thing like, oh, if we're hanging out too much, she's going to think I'm still interested in her so we can't be friends because we're going to story like, my motherfucking But like laugh. if both of you were just like go in chill, we're just going to be friends, it would be different. But guys overthink it, girls overthink it, and then there's just a clash. Whereas mm-hmm. I think like maybe in a gay community, like, everyone's kind of just like, yeah, whatever, like do whatever you want. Like yeah. no one actually gives a shit. Yeah. True. I mean, I I've, I've watched That's just a thought. your relationship blossom. Mm. I'm like, damn, it looks so easy. Why mm. have I never had that? <laughs> Why do you'll, mine always go down the drain? You will find that. You will find what's easy. Like, you know, it will happen for you. It's just, yeah, I guess, I don't know. They say the lesbian, I mean, the U-Haul thing is obviously correct. <laughs> what's the U-Haul thing? You it's like les- lesbians nah. fall, like, fall in love, they say, lesbians fall in love so quickly that they order a U-Haul, like, within, like, the first week of dating. Second date, moving. Yeah. It's oh. like, and it's actually, a thing. actually like, no, that yeah, like, yeah, it's very like 
um, yeah, typical for a lesbian to go on a first date. And then, I mean, our second date was 24 hours long. So mm, yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Probably should have mm. probably you whore on that. And you guys are <laughs> deep in love. You even have rings on yeah. matching the rings. That's how fucking cute they are. Mm-hmm. On their opposite <laughs> wedding. Yeah. Opposite yeah. hand. Opposite but I mean, <laughs> it'll go on the lefty soon for sure. Yeah, well, guys, I officially got divorced yesterday or the day yeah. before. So, I mean, I can get married now. That is very true. <laughs> I mean, we obviously had the divorce party, but we got like the papers in the mail. Yes. And the house is like got so many flowers everywhere. Mm-hmm. There's just flowers. It looks beautiful. It does. But mm. the big celebration. So supportive. So supportive. Yeah. Um. So I guess we can, like, I wanted to kind of talk about a little bit about, I guess, internalized homophobia, what we were talking about before, mm-hmm. of how, like, you feel shame of yourself before coming out. And there's a yeah. reason some people don't come out is because they, yeah, feel internally homophobic on themselves. Yeah. And when I was at um my sexology course, there's something really interesting that the professor said because the professor's gay as well. And he was saying that like internalized homophobia isn't even like, it's not really a real thing. It's like people think, people like explain it as internalized homophobia, but you're not actually homophobic because you are accepting other people who are gay. So you're not homophobic. So they just use this like term called internalized homophobia. But some people do that, don't they? They'll make comments about like gay people. Yeah, they're just, they're just homophobic. Yeah. They're not internalized homophobic. They're just fucking homophobic. Right. Okay. (laughs) Internalized as in towards yourself. Okay. I get it now. Yeah. Yeah. But he kind of explained it more so as like, society has shaped people to feel self-hatred for themselves for how they express themselves or how they want to express themselves. So mm-hmm. it's more so that like you feel hate towards yourself. You're like, why am I, like, why was I chosen to be gay? Like, why do I have to be gay? Mm-hmm. Like, why do I have to have the hard life? It's more like self-hatred on yourself Yeah, okay. rather than the internalized homophobia because you're accepting other people, but it's more like, yeah, you feel, sh- you feel shame and you feel, yeah, hate for your actual for yourself. Like, why am I like this? Why do I have to be different? Did you feel that? Yeah, hundred oh. percent. I did too. Mm-hmm. Oh, because that breaks my heart hearing that. Mm-hmm. Because and the world is great now. The world is much more accepting mm-hmm. of people who are gay and queer and trans and everything. But some people still aren't. Yeah, and it still scares you. Scares me leaving the house sometimes and walking somewhere and being open with like holding hands or kissing in public. Like I'm just waiting for the day that someone says something and I am strong enough to just bite back and be like, get the fuck over it. Like yeah. you're obviously, there's something obviously wrong with you. And I've done a lot of stuff and a lot of self healing that I know that when people deflect things onto me, it's not about me. It's about them. Yeah. But a lot of people don't know that. And a lot of people leave the house like scared and fearful that anyone's going to say something, do something, throw something at them. Yeah. And people like that's still around and it's still really that scary. Is true, Cause I remember I asked you, I said like, how I go, are you, do you feel like nervous, like holding, like Judah's hand when you're in public. And I remember asking you that, but like, why mm. would, why would I even ask that if I didn't think that you were maybe going to feel that because of society? Mm. Mm. And I don't, because I'm really fucking proud of where I've got to. And mm. I can really proud that I can be who I want to be. And I don't care if anyone has anything to say, like, I actually don't give a shit. Like I'm yeah. happy being open and proud with Judith in the public. And I don't care what people think, Yeah, but a lot of people do care what people think. And they don't want to feel shame for that and they don't want to be scared to leave the house. And it's a real thing in society still, yeah. which like it is getting better and people are obviously much more accepting than they used to be, but people do stare yeah. and it isn't the norm. Like one day hopefully it will be the norm and no one will think anything different of it. But anyone who's listening, people know that if you see something different in the street, people look, it could be anything, someone with a disability, someone who's homeless, someone who's gay, someone who's trans, someone who's a male that's presenting male, but in a dress, like it could be anything. Mm. People look because it's different. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with being different, but people do look and it can make people who are already feeling self-conscious really fucking self-conscious. Yeah. Yeah. God. So scary. It blows my mind, hey? Mm. Cause to me, I'm just like, yeah, man, you do you boo. 
Yeah. Live your life. And there are a lot of people out there whose families don't accept them. Mm-hmm. And like, I know we have great stories and our families have accepted us, but there's probably people out there listening that are wanting to come out and maybe their families won't be accepting or have come out and their families weren't accepting. And that is a yeah. real thing that could possibly happen. But I think for the m- most important thing that I've learned from like listening to other podcasts of coming out is that every single person who's come out has said that the life on the other side is way better than they ever could have imagined, regardless of who's in their life afterwards. Yeah. The life that they create for themselves when they're authentically themselves is more than they could ever imagine for themselves. And it was worth every minute of pain and like hardship of get to that point. So yeah. Yeah. It's just hard. And I've actually, you guys have been very happy. Yeah. I see it constantly. <laughs> makes me love. I'm very happy. Makes me sick. Not kidding. <laughs> My parents Jess will find me. love one day. <laughs> My parents actually said to me also that they never see, they've never seen me as happy as I am since coming out. Like I think someone wow. was there when my mum said that, like she said, yeah, like I'm like, I, I told her I'm like the happiest I've ever been right now since coming out, you know, since like all these life changes and stuff. And I asked my mom, I was like, like, did you notice, like, have you noticed that like, I really wasn't myself for so many years. And she said, yeah. Like, she's like, no, I like, I remember when you were sad last. And I was like, when was it? And she was like, oh, it was actually probably when you were a child. So like I was, yeah. I mean, I do have depression and I think it comes a lot from, yeah, all of these emotions that I have been holding down for all these years. And yeah, so I was a happy child and then, yeah, spent so, so many years being very sad because I wasn't, you know, able to be myself. Um, And yeah, now that like I've come out, it's like a whole huge weight lifted and I'm like finally actually happy for the first time in a very long time. It's yeah, amazing. Mm. So good. I guess like people – would be listening to this episode as well, being like, you know, either curious about your story because you've come out or maybe themselves they have that feeling or they've got a friend or a daughter or a relative or something like that. I guess like what would you recommend for them to say or like what do you recommend for them to how they react? Like, I mean, obviously I was just like, yeah, that's fine. Like, that, that, Is that the best reaction? Like was my reaction okay? Like, yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think like, yeah, be really chill. The best possible reaction that I got and like I still like think about this all the time because I felt like so, so amazing afterwards was my – so my um, boss at my last job, um, her daughter is a lesbian and she recently got married and like um, her daughter was also my friend at the time and I came out to her first. So she was like my like work mum. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, I went to her with my problems at work. I mm-hmm. went to her with my personal problems and stuff. Love a good and work mum. Yeah, she was absolutely amazing, is absolutely amazing. And um, yeah, so I went to her and, you know, I sat down with her and I it's when I went on a date for the first time with a girl and I like, you know, sat down with her and I was really nervous and I said like, oh, so um, I went on a date the other day. And she's like, oh, nice. How did it go? And I went, it went really well. It was with a girl though. And she's like, okay, yeah. Like, where'd you go? And I was like, oh, like, and then I told her about it, you know, and I said, so yeah, I, I'm like, I'm think I'm uh, like a lesbian. And she's like, you don't need to come out to me. Like you are able to just be who you want to be. You don't need to come out. You don't need to like, you know, like tell people and like be validated by anyone. You're allowed to just be who you are. And I still think about it too today. And I still like, you know, I just, I want one day for that to just be normal. And everyone's reaction is to just be like, 
yeah, like it's tell, tell me the date. I don't care. Yeah, what tell me about the is. date. Like, what did you do? Like, yeah, she just wanted details. And yeah, she was just like, you don't need to come out to anyone. You're allowed to just be you. And I was oh. like, yeah, it was like really amazing. I still think about it. She's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Beautiful response. Absolutely yeah. beautiful response. I think, um, I mean, I had a lot of different responses. I think like when I first came out, obviously it was to personal family and friends. Those reactions were all great. Mm-hmm. But doing a hard launch were people who like didn't, that knew me but didn't know me like personally that well. Yeah. And some of those were family members. And I had one of my cousins reach out to me who I hadn't, haven't talked to. Oh, like we were different ages growing up and we weren't really ever that close. And I don't think we've probably ever had an adult conversation. And she messaged me and she basically said, thank you so much for posting that. It's really made me feel much better because I'm bisexual and I found it really hard coming out. Like my personal family and friends know, but I've been really scared to come out to the broader family because mm-hmm. our family is very Christian, like Catholic, Christian Catholic. I don't even know what they are. Anyway, they grew up super religious. And I think there's, there's six women and two men, my aunties and uncles. So there's a lot of people and a lot of strong female women that have strong female voices. And I think she was really scared what that process would look like telling them or whatever. So she, the, she just felt so amazing. And her message to me was just like, it made my heart feel warm that like I was possibly able to make someone else feel better about their own sexuality just because I did something, just because I posted something on Instagram and said to the world, this is me. Mm -hmm. I didn't do anything to her, but it helped her. Yeah. And that was the most amazing thing. And I had people who reach out to me that never talked to me and say, I listened to the podcast. I've listened to it since day one. Like, I know we haven't talked in like 10 years, but I want to say I'm super proud of you. Mm -hmm. Like just people came out of nowhere. You were like, I would have not had that reaction dating a guy. And I know it's because it's like, you know, a very long, hard process to get to that point of coming out. But Mm -hmm. it's just like the acceptance that I had from that was amazing. But I think if anyone out there tells a family member and you are that family member receiving that news and you don't know what to say, just tell them, Hey, like I love you, but I just I just need a minute to process this. Like it's all okay, but I just need a minute. Yeah, and just say, just validate and say, like remind them that you love them and that everything's okay. But this is a new thing, and you have to accept coming out as gay to people who don't know that you're gay. That it's going to be a shock for them for some people, and it's going to be like, oh, oh, okay, maybe this is some news I didn't expect, or maybe this is something that I didn't didn't think coming. And it's okay for them to take a minute to process that. Yeah. If you think about how many days you process your own sexuality since the moment you realized you were gay, could have been years and years, could be 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. You've taken 20 years to come out to someone mm-hmm. that you, they can take a minute. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you've, you've taken so long to accept yourself. They can take a second yeah. to accept you Yeah, and they are going to accept you. It just takes a second, yeah. you yeah. know? And I think that's the most important thing. Just like be there for someone. You don't have to say anything. Just mm-hmm. be there and, you know, come back and be like, okay, now I, I might, I just have some questions. Is that okay? Can I ask you some questions? And you know, that person's going to be so excited to answer questions. Be like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Like get to know me. What, like, you know, they just want someone to care that they've come out and they've come from this really hard place, yeah. you know, because it's taken them so long to get to that point. And anyone out there listening who has someone sit down and tell them that, know that that person has not just thought of that that day. Yeah, they've thought about like this every sudden, day. Hey, guess what? Mm-hmm. I think I might be here. Like they've probably tried to tell you every single day. Yeah. And they haven't been able to tell you every single day until it today. Mm-hmm. So just accept them and acknowledge how hard it's been for them to get to that point. Mm-hmm. You don't know. That was perfect. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. I want to just talk about that really funny 
comment that your family made. Oh. <laughs> so obviously she's she's told her family that she's gay and they're the, the most adorable family in the whole wide world. But they didn't know what to they didn't know what vision to have for the type of woman that <laughs> Sana wanted to be with. <laughs> Do you want to continue or should I continue? Oh my god. So it's so funny. I don't know how they possibly got to this idea because I'd never seen a photo of Judith and I was like, oh yeah, I'm like I'm dating a girl, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And when I went over to see them in Sydney, I showed them a photo. And my mom was like, oh my God. Like she's stunning. Like, and I was like, yeah. Of course she fucking is. Like what? Do you think I go and my for brother, like, ugly gals? My brother comes walking in and goes, Oh, we all thought you were dating a big black Fijian woman. And I was like, What? Like, <laughs> what? That's so specific. Yeah, big like, what? black Fijian woman. Like, where did this even come no, from? No, it was Samoan. Or Samoan or Fijian yeah, Islander, right. some Islander <laughs> woman. And I was like, They were like, Oh, but that's like who you like sometimes with men. And I was like, so it doesn't mean you like the same thing with women. Like it doesn't, it's just, oh my God. Their, their like thought process was so funny. Just one time you like this big black Fijian man. We just thought this yeah. was like to women. And like then my parents, as soon as they like, re- not that this is something that they should have done, but like as soon as they knew that like Judith was who she was and how she looked, my mom was like, oh my God, that's amazing. Like she's stunning. I was like, everybody was scared. You're going to have this like real butch, like kind of like, I don't know, like manly looking yeah. woman who was like really like, hi. Oh. <laughs> they don't they know me good enough and actually I'm married apart from that <laughs> that's what they envisioned they, they probably thought it was random shit in there the interesting thing is and the same exact same questions came from my parents mouth as came from Judith's mouth mm-hmm. when you first come out and you mm-hmm. first tell them you're dating a woman you, I was like okay I'm in a relationship the first questions were okay so do you still want kids yep Hasn't changed. Mm. You can still have children. Mm. I yep. still have a uterus. Mm-hmm. It yep. still works. We have two now. Yeah, we have yeah. to actually double actually, the chance. Double, yeah, double the chance. <laughs> so, yes, I still want children. It doesn't change because I like women as well. Plus, I've always liked women and you just didn't know it and I still wanted kids then, so why would I not want them now? Yeah. <laughs> and two was, oh, but who's going to carry the child? <laughs> Does that really matter? I was like, mum and dad, it's been two weeks. Yeah. Like, yeah. We just officially got in a relationship. We haven't discussed the ins and outs of uterus action, okay? We don't can, know what's happening. Can you imagine if you were like, well, yeah, I've decided that I'm going to hold the first baby and then Judith's going to carry the second baby <laughs> and we're going to do it like next year and we've already got the IVF. Tr- like, it just like would never happen weird. in a straight relationship. They would be like, okay, so like you still want kids, yeah? Like when are you going to start trying? Like, you, like you know, it doesn't happen. Yeah. It does not happen in so, heterosexual relationship so at all. It's so funny. And then the only, like the other thing that people ask all the time is like, how do you, like, how do you know you've never been with women before? Like, how do you know you, like you're into women? And it's like, okay, how did you know you were, in, you were attracted to men before you had sex with a man? Mm-hmm. How did you know? You just fucking knew. Mm. Yeah. You just know. It's part of your, bo- like it's part of your innate person. That's who you are as a person. You just know. Like, yeah, it just comes naturally. And did, did you have like mad sex dreams too? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I used to always like this is a bad side note in my relationship, but I used to have I used to like think of women when I was having sex with my ex <laughs> a lot, a lot to try and get me in the mood. So you know, it was telltale signs. Each star, Ah, my god, I was literally. I had this thought when I was driving today. I was dropping my friend back to the airport, and we were listening to um, the OC theme song. Right, because the OC. Oh yeah, yeah. I had Dawson's Creek in my head. Yeah, no, I know that one. California, here we come. Yeah, that one. Um, 
we were listening to that and I had this flashback because I remember I stayed up. I had one night a week. I was allowed to stay up till 8.30 to watch the OC because it was my favourite show. Mm-hmm. And I, I would have, I must have been like 12, 13. I don't know how old I was. And I remember having a crush on Marissa's girlfriend Oh, that I like knew back then. And I didn't like, I didn't realise that or think about that until today. And I was like, oh my God. Because I thought that I realised this when I was in my 20s. And like started to like feel attraction to women, but I fucking knew this when I was twelve or thirteen. Ugh. It was like deep down in there, yeah. Mm. Because like, like, I want Marissa's girlfriend. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I was really attracted to Volchuk, which is one of the actors in that as well. Mm-hmm. And I was also attracted to Marissa's girlfriend. So like back then, my own self was being like, "You're not straight." <laughs> <laughs> and it took this long. And yet, it was screaming. It yeah, was actually screaming. It wasn't whispering. <laughs> oh my god! And I thought about Marissa's girlfriend all the time. It was Olivia Wilde, by the way. Oh, and I used to think about it all the time. And now, I mean, I still think she's really hot. So that hasn't changed. Celebrity crush. <laughs> is that like when you guys have that deal when you guys are in a relationship and you're like, you can get with one celebrity? Who's is a man? Oh, what? Who <laughs> <laughs> it was? Ryan Reynolds. I'm Ryan. Not, um, no. Yeah. I. Do you mean his partner, Blake? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, I said that I, that's the only man that I would kiss on the lips. Oh. I would never sleep with a man ever okay. again. Okay. There's only two men in the whole entire world that I'd kiss on the lips, and it's Harry Styles and Ryan Reynolds. Oh, fair not, enough. I love that. Just on kiss on the lips. Like, that dick ain't coming yeah. near me. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you're like, uh, uh, no. Yeah, I'm like, you correct <laughs> Yeah, you went way overboard there. She just said oh. kiss on the lips. She didn't say tongue or anything. Nah. Just like a. Mm-hmm. What yeah. is your female celebrity crush? All of them. <laughs> <laughs> Every woman that's ever existed. Uh, you only get one hall pass. You can't have like 705. Well, I don't want a hall pass then. Oh, okay. fucking fine. <laughs> what about yours? Is that Olivia? Probably Olivia Wilde, yeah, oh. I would say. Or mm, I don't know. There's quite a few, but I can't think of them off the top of my head now. Well, be fucking careful. Would you just like, anyone's famous, I'll fucking go there. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh, that's We're funny. not allowed to cheat. <laughs> I'll get you in your sleep. Mm. Chad balls will chop them up, chop them off. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say? Like, you know, a guy cheats and you'd be like, I'll cut your balls off or something. You're like, what do you say to a girl? Okay. Tits I'll off. stab cut. you in the tit. Like cut it off if you want. I'll stab you right in the middle of the tit. That one, that would hurt. Oh, yeah. She's already been stabbed in the middle of the tit. Mm. <laughs> By <Nice>. choice. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Little nipple piercings on both of them. Voluntarily stabbed there. Oh, yeah. my gosh. To be fair, that was the worst pain in my whole entire life, so. Oh, you wait till you have Zana's yeah. baby. Mm. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully they'll be wanted. I mean, if you're the carrier, I mean, who knows? Who knows? I mean, we still have who to figure knows? that out. Yeah. <laughs> Better figure it out soon, guys, because mm. you've got to answer all the questions. Yeah, we've got to answer some baby making. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> well, this is the final part of our mental health series. It is. Yeah. And we a good topic. I like this topic. Mm-hmm. I learned a lot. I just, I guess I didn't realise, I mean, obviously I did know that you guys go through this like internal like shame and guilt because we've spoken about it for like for so long, but to have 15 years of that just sounds draining. Mm-hmm. And I've seen, obviously, you, you're so much happier now, mm. so much happier. We came to Brisbane and she was dating guys and she just was like, ugh. And it's like, it wasn't even the guy. It was just like, well, yeah, it's because they're a guy, actually. <laughs> I, not the guy personally, like not his personality. But I was just like, and I was always like, get out there because I'm like dating queen, man. Like I'm always going on millions of dates and you just were like not keen. Mm. And it made sense because you're like, I really want to be with a woman. And I was like, mm. well, hurry up and get out there. And you're like, no. Yeah, and I remember like a moment sitting at, um, our friend, our gay friend's wedding. Mm-hmm. And I remember like, I 
had never been to a gay wedding before. And I felt like oh, weddings are beautiful always. Like I always feel like emotional at weddings. But this wedding just got me in the feels. I was oh, like, it was and I think it was because it's something that I had envisioned for myself for so long that I had wanted for so long or that I would want in the future that I think I was just like, and I hadn't even started dating women. I hadn't come out to my family or you anything know, You yet. didn't even tell them. And they're like the chillest gals ever. And you didn't yeah. even actually come out in a conversation with them and say, "How do you like?" Hey, I thought, "How do I do it?" I'm thinking, of, "I want to date women." Like you didn't even open up to them. Mm, I know. You've actually gone through a lot. Yeah, that was only in yeah, not in that long ago, really. Mm. And I remember sitting there and being like, um, "This is amazing! Like this is the most inclusive, happy wedding." And for this to even be able to happen feels so fucking special to even be here with them because yeah. like this couldn't have happened back in the day. The fact that they're proving their loves to each other in front of people. And they're accepting of that, like was like warmed my little heart. Yeah. And I remember saying to you, I was like, this, I want this. And you, I remember you said to me on that, you're like, you could have your own gay wedding one day. And I remember you saying that <laughs> at their wedding. And I was like, oh, I actually like, could. If you want a woman to marry, you can marry a woman. <laughs> and it's crazy how like, t- like life changes and like, you know, you think these things and, but you finally get to a place where you accept it and like openly tell people about it. It's like, it's just liberating. If, yeah. And you, it's like, you're a different person. You're the same person that you were, but you're just able to be like so much more and like be exactly who you are. Do you know, I just envisioned mm. you dancing with Judah's dad and Judah dancing with your dad. Oh, mm. <laughs> so sweet. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to be there. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Made of honor, bitches. Mm. Sorry, Sydney folk, but it's me. Sad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've got to live together first. There's a few, few um, formal steps. Yeah, a few more steps. I'm formally divorced, but there's some formal steps before, yeah. you know, getting remarried. But yeah, give us a couple more days. <laughs> a couple more, more days. days. <laughs> By this weekend, <laughs> next, next to the tea. I'm a gay. <laughs> Probably, Calm though. down, Jesus. <laughs> but it's legal now, everybody, so. Yeah. Any final notes? I just want to say a big thank you to Judas as well for yeah. being so open and honest. Okay, she you. was um, shitting a little panties before this mm. and – had a scoop of pre-workout, which, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know why I did that. She's me up for days now. <laughs> she will. She'll be up all now. Yeah. You did amazing. Thank, Thank you so you. much for being a part of it. Mm. Me. And if anyone out there, like, wants someone to talk to, wants advice, I feel like the like maybe one thing that someone should do, I don't know, before you're coming out or if you're feeling like you're coming out is just find someone, find a support person, like anyone that you know in your life that you trust that you can talk to and say, I've just done it or I'm thinking of doing this or whatever. And that person doesn't have to be someone you know. You can message me and you can yeah. tell me and you, I'll be that support person for you. And I'm sure Judith would be too. 100%. That if you want any of us, like, just message, just reach out, voice memo us, call me, like, whatever. We'll all be here and we support you all 100% to be who you want to be. And Zana's really easy to stalk because, I mean, X-A-N-A, yeah. who the mm. fuck is called that? Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> also, like, tell us your coming out stories. Like, I want to hear them. Mm. That'd be fun. Definitely. Voice mm. memo then or write it in. Yeah, I encourage voice memos. We love mm, hearing your sexy voices. We love it. All right. All right. Well, Thanks, guys. Well, we've got a really exciting series coming up. Mm-hmm. So we've been really enjoying these series. So we did a What Do Women Want dating series, and we've now done this mental health series. And the next series is about sex. <laughs> <laughs> love the tongue action there. We will be talking about tongue action in that series. Oh, we will. Oh, we sure will. <laughs> we won't give you the titles of the episodes now, but it's probably going to be four to five sessions long. I don't mm, know. There's, be there's a lot. so much to talk about. It just about. keeps growing. It might end up being like a six-week. Uh, who knows? People but love sex. We will finally so. be releasing our <laughs> sex worker episode. We had mm-hmm. a male sex worker in our building. No, I did not sleep with him, but I will bow, definitely bow. do it. <laughs> 
<laughs> she would have had to pay. <laughs> yes, I looked at his OnlyFans account. <laughs> yeah, we did. The package. Yeah, it's worth the money, I reckon. <laughs> so oh, the episode will be out next week. So yes. tune in and give us some feedback. And anyone who lives in Brisbane or doesn't live in Brisbane and wants to fly in, we're attending a ball uh, in two weeks' time on the 18th of June. It's going to be a masquerade ball. It's got like 600 people going now, Mm -hmm. which is friggin' massive. We're going to be running some games. We're going to be emceeing and we're going to give out some prizes as well. Um, And also we're doing monthly prizes as well with our podcast. So if you share a post of ours, listen to a voice memo, send us a voice memo, listen um, to the pod and share a story. If you're listening to the pod, you'll go in the draw to win some monthly prizes and Mm -hmm. they're going to be so much fun. So get on it. Definitely booze related. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Lots of booze in there. Oh, yeah. All All right. right. And make sure to... Leave us a review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Yes. Leave us a review. We're trying to get a bazillion so that Spotify and Apple Podcasts. A bazillion, exactly. And if you haven't followed us yet, go to at Podcast on Instagram. Okay, guys. All right. Sending love, life, and laughter to you always, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs>